At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Father, we're just so thankful every day. Every day we're so thankful for the breath that we have to breathe, for the life that you've given us. We're so grateful. Let, let us not live our lives where we forget to be grateful to the one that gave us life. We're so grateful to you, Father. Just right now in this service, we just, we just want your will, your plan, what you have for us. thank you for this word today. I thank you for your word and the, and the anointing on your word to liberate lives. Thank you for supernatural clarity that comes from the preached word. That it's producing in your people. In the name of Jesus, producing. Thank you for it, Father. This morning, as we continue in what we're talking about, as my wife said, the, the trinity of man, the three parts of man, understanding it, you know, you know, something that I realize all the time is that, well, I, I've begun to realize this, I'll have to say, I've begun to realize this through the years, how that... Um, the Word of God changes. You say, yeah, but, but, but the Bible says that God never changes. No, God never changes. And His Word, from His perspective, is always the same. But you and I see just through a glass darkly. We, we just see things today, but it's ever-evolving. It's ever-changing. The revelation of His Word is ever-changing. And and. I see something about that today that I see more clear than I've ever seen before in my life. How that in the seed of God's Word is everything that I need. That in, in, the, in, in an apple seed are all the apples that can be produced out of, that, out of that seed. It's in the seed itself. And everything I need from God's Word is in the seed of the Word. And I need the seed of the Word being preached. I need to hear it preached. I, I need to, to spend time in what I hear preached so that the Holy Spirit can reveal that to me personally. So I need time of meditation in the Word. I have to be a person that speaks the Word. I have to have a daily routine of the confession of the Word of God. And I'm saying this, you know, I say this many, I've said this many times, but it's vital that we understand it, that we have a daily routine of the Word, confessing the Word, not to change our circumstances per se in the moment, but to change the way that we think. And that's what's ever-changing in our lives is that revelation of the Word. It's ever-changing in us. And, it, and if we pull away from either one of those, 
I'm telling you, in a week's time, you can be talked out of all kinds of things. I'm telling you today, you can be talked out of so much because we live, the, the climate that we live in, it's an information highway and it's working, the enemy's working overtime to convince you of things that go contrary to the Word of God. And the seed of that Word must be pouring into you on a constant basis. But you know what? I can say something like that and you can think, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a pastor. He's got time. I've had people tell me that. Well, you know, pastor, I don't have the time you have. <laughs> you don't have a clue what I do. If you say something like that. I'm not comparing. I'm not, there's no competition. In it. I'm saying you have to do whatever you have to do to make sure that the word continues to be increasing and coming into your life in a supernatural way. Because if not, you'll, you'll come up with some of the strangest ideas about what's God that's not even close to being God. That's the power of His Word. I want <clears throat> to, we've, we've been on this series, and I'm going to kind of dissect a couple of passages that we've looked at. I want to read <clears throat> our foundational verse out of 1 Thessalonians 5.23, but I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation today. And it says this, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God wants you living a life of holiness, separated to Him. Holiness doesn't have to do so much with the outward manifestations or appearances. It has to do everything internally. I mean, it'll work its way to the outside. But if you're trying to change things on the outside and you're not changing internally, the outside things will change again and again and again and again and again. John 3, 6 says, another foundational scripture that we've used just to remind you. John 3, 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. <clears throat> I said this to you each week that the spirit of God, the spirit, your spirit, your human spirit connects with God. Your soul connects with the intellectual realm, your body with the material in the seen realm. The renewing of the mind, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, the renewing of the mind helps to give you the ability to crucify your flesh, to direct your flesh, your flesh doing the things that are pleasing to God, but it's only when you know what God's will is for your flesh to do, when, when we don't know what that is because we're not spending time with the Word. You can come in here on a Sunday, hear the Word preached, that's good. But if you don't do anything with that Word, it's not going to benefit you. I mean, it will a little bit because it's the Word of God. Thank God for the Word. But it's not going to benefit you on a regular basis where you can sink your teeth into it and, and build and establish your life around how God thinks if you don't change the way you think. You have to. 
You have to change the way you think. The real you, as we've talked about, is your spirit man. You were created in God's image. God is spirit, so we were created spirit before we were created anything else. Everybody look at somebody in here. I'm looking at all of you, but somebody, everybody look at somebody. That, that's not really them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Lee. Yeah, that's, that's Sarah. No, that, 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 that's Debbie. No, that's each one of us here, right? No, no, that, that's not really you. That body is not really you. The real you is the spiritual you because we are created in his image. That's what's got to be developed. If that's not developed, then we live in these bodies and they do all kinds of crapola. Is that okay to say that? That's not too ugly, right? <laughs> they do all kinds of kind of not good things because we don't really know what his will is. Well, we've heard we can't do this and we can't do that. Now, it's not about you can't, you can't, you can't. Hmm. Because you won't, you won't stay away from something that you're under condemnation about that you can't do. So, Pastor, what are you, what are, what are you saying? Uh, just go ahead and keep doing it? <laughs> yeah, because you're going to keep doing it. Till you get revelation, you're going to keep doing it. The harder you try to stop in your own ability doing something that's not pleasing to God, and you have no revelation, the worse it gets. But the more you dive into the Word of God and you make the Word of God part of your life and the Word of God begins to renew your mind, then your desire is to do what He wants. I love this verse of Scripture. I've, I, in, uh, in the, this last now year and two months that I challenged you to read a proverb a day in different translations, I really love this verse, one of my favorite Proverbs right here, and it's in Proverbs 22.4, and I, I love it in the New Living Translation. It says it this way, true humility, that means there could be a false humility, but true humility and the fear of the Lord leads to three things that everybody in life is looking for, riches, honor, and long life. Man, are people trying to extend their life in all kinds of gels and stuff and everything? I mean, eating every little thing, and I mean, everybody is. And I, I, I agree with it, and I believe in it, but I believe in this first. True humility and the fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and long life. So let's just think about that for a minute. What is humility? Well, you know, you, you just have to see yourself as a defeated person and you're no good and you're this and you're down and you're... No, 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 that's not humility. That's not, that's not the humility that my God talks about. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you. And go, go, go read First Peter chapter 5 and, and just read the whole chapter. But get to the point about verse 6 where it says this. But here's the thing. This is what it says. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. Watch this. What's the next word? The next word in the next verse is casting. 
casting all of your care upon Him because He cares for you. True humility is living a life where when you have a care and you know He's greater, you cast the care and say, no, no, no. Lord, I I'm, I'm feel like I'm being overrun in this situation. I don't know what to do. But Lord, I'm casting the care of it onto you. And I thank you that you're empowering me and showing me what to do and how to walk it out. And he said, that kind of humility that you develop on a day-to-day basis with God. In other words, you choose to believe what God says versus what you see here or you hear or you feel or your five physical senses. And when I do that, that's true humility, and what you're doing is, true humility leads you to the fear of God. Fear of God is not being afraid of God. Every person that's ever been afraid of God does not see the manifestation of the goodness of God, because they think God's a bad dude with a big stick. True humility, you acknowledging that you don't have it. The other thing that true humility delivers you from is pride, thinking you know better and that you can do it better than he can. I'm just telling you right now, just take a deep breath. You don't even have to tell yourself. I'm telling you, you can't do it. That's why he sent you a helper, because I'm just telling you how bad it is. You need help. From the helper. And when you get help from the helper, what happens is you're turning to him, you're humbling yourself, you're learning how to cast the care, but you're learning how to receive the empowerment to know what to do with the care. See, people that just say, well, I just, I just cast it on, on God, because they don't want to deal with it. Well, I just cast it. Get away, get away. No, no, it's not going away. Uh Uh-uh. It's not going away. But you'll never cast it and keep it cast when you have an unrenewed mind and a spirit man that is not being built up. Now, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of touching a few places because God said you need to dissect what you've been teaching. Your conscience is the voice of of your spirit. I'm going to say it again. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. The Holy Spirit and my spirit are one. When I got born again, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now the same spirit that lives inside of me. And the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. There's not anything he doesn't know. He's been sent here. His main job is to reveal all truth to you. So, the Holy Spirit that's one with my spirit begins to show me things when I am coming and hearing, you're hearing something taught today, and (laughs) without God, we're nothing. But with him, we can do all things. And I'm telling you, this is good word. Now, I'm just telling you, this is good word. I didn't say it because I'm preaching it. It's good word because it's revelation that came from him. Without him, we're nothing. I can't, I can't preach this without him. No confidence, no nothing, nothing. But the anointing is on the word, and I know it. 
And when I'm telling you that your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and he knows everything about everything, and when I, when this word is being preached, and then you begin to meditate on it, and you give place to that, and he begins to show you things from his word, in the moment when you need something in life, your conscience will begin to speak to you. Well, yeah, but you're, you're saying that, that I'm in control of how the Holy Spirit speaks. That's what he said. See, the Holy Spirit isn't going to come and just take over your lazy body that doesn't want to do anything and just speak all this great stuff to you and tell you what is what. No, he said we're joint heirs with the anointing, not with the deity, with the anointing. We're joint heirs with him. Jesus didn't come to the earth to become the son of man, the son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to become the son of man. He became our elder brother. A lot of people have a hard time seeing him that way, but that's what he said. He's the son of man. He came to manifest as the son of man so that he could go through everything he went through. So when I go through anything even similar, he's already been there. Now the power and the strength comes from him, so when my human spirit, when I get born again, my human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and I'm spending time hearing the word preached. That's why church is so important. Church isn't important just per se about like another attending another meeting. Church is important if church centers everything around the word. See, because, and there's so many different expressions of God's word. Like when we sang the songs today, it's vital what we sing. We can't sing a bunch of unbelief and there'd be power in it. It has to be words that are from the Word of God so that the Holy Spirit, you might be driving down the road this week and all of a sudden one of the songs that we're saying, the words begin to jump out and the Holy Spirit's saying, I want you to pay attention to that. When you're connecting with Him and He's able to arrest your conscience and tell you the truth when your eyes or your ears are telling you something that's contrary to that, that's when you get the victory. That's when you get the victory. Without that, there is no victory in this life. We're born again. We love God. We know our, our destination is heaven. All that's great. The devil really doesn't matter. He, it doesn't matter to him whether you go to heaven or hell. He just wants you to live here like you're already in hell. And if you're born again, and your spirit man is alive, but it's not growing, and your head is still ruling everything in life, then your flesh does what your head wants. But when you start developing your spirit man, then the Holy Spirit has something to tell you, and then that, because of the investment that you make, that will overtake your natural ways of thinking. Everybody has a past. Everybody has goofy ways of thinking. And I promise you, your ways that are not God's ways are goofy. Well, pastor called me goofy. I did. Myself too. We're a bunch of goofs without him. But with him, oh, man, he makes you and I look really good. Hmm? I mean, I can't tell you how many times that God has made me look really good in the midst of a group of people when 
everybody's got their ideas, and all of a sudden somebody looks over at me. I can't tell you how many times this has happened. said, uh, Bert, what do you think? And when I begin to speak, because I had been quiet and then I spoke, many times I've spoke too quick, but in times when I was quiet, I was listening to him and then I spoke, it was like one of those E.F. Hutton commercials. Hmm? When Bert attached to the Holy Ghost speaks, it's like E.F. Hutton. When Bert talks from the top of his head, emotional and all kinds of crap and saying things that are, you know, have nothing to do with the things of God or whatever, and, and I'm giving you my opinion, mm -mm. See, we're living in a day and a time where it, this is either the best time on the planet ever in the history of the world to be alive, or it ain't. And the only way that this is the best time to be alive on the planet Earth is if we're connected to the Holy Ghost on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. That's how serious it has to be. Well, Pastor, I don't know about all that. Well, you shouldn't have come. Shouldn't have showed up today. Because now you're going to be thinking about this for a long time. But I can tell you it's the absolute truth. And God wouldn't give us something in his word that we couldn't produce. He wouldn't tell us to do something that we couldn't produce. So, as I... As I just bring a couple things together that we've talked about in the last few weeks, I, I want you to go, I want to read this out of the Amplified today, but I want you to look at the three verses in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. <clears throat> he says this, I'm going to read this in the Amplified this, this time. He said, therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying. How many know that? One day, you're going to have a resurrected, glorified body. Thank God this is not all it is. <laughs> this isn't it. Everybody say, heaven's a real place. Man, that's our destination. See? But we want to develop so much now that when we cross over to the other side, we're just taking the next step. It's not this major shock because we've been hiding in a cave somewhere, not putting our faith to work and developing the revelation of God. And this is how we do it right here. He said, though, your outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self, the spiritual part of us, is being progressively renewed day by day for our light momentary affliction, this Slight distress of the passing hour. <laughs> That's what he calls you, whatever it is that you're going through. Well, no, pastor, it's not what I'm going through. It's maybe what somebody else, but I'm going through really. No, he's calling whatever you're dealing with in life, he's calling it, he's calling it a momentary light affliction. This slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations of vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Woo! Man, that took a lot of breath even to read it. Last verse. 
since or while we consider and look not at the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are what? They're temporary. They're temporal. They're brief. They're fleeting. They're here today. They're gone tomorrow. But the things that are invisible, the spiritual things, are deathless. They're deathless and everlasting. That's what we're building daily through the Word of God revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be accused of causing the Holy Spirit to just kind of sit on the sidelines because we're paying no attention to what He's saying. He wants you and I actively in the game. Constantly in the game. My part is the declaration of the Word. Many, many, many scriptures that I can quote, but this is a favorite one in Proverbs 18. Death and life, for my life, are in the power of the tongue, not in the power of the devil. After what Jesus did, now it's not even in his hands to orchestrate it. He's already done it. Now, I've got to put his will and his ways in my mouth, coming out of my mouth, in my ears, down to get down into my heart so the Holy Spirit can reveal and grow me up spiritually so that when I am potentially moved by things in the natural, my conscience says, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not moved by that. Remember what I said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But God, it looks overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, but remember what I said. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but remember what I said. And the more you give in to what he says and you declare what he says out of your mouth, the more you will begin to think like him and you will yield to him every time something comes that goes contrary to what he says. You and I have to believe this more than we believe anything else in life. And it's got to get down in us and a part of us so that nothing can move us. Can you say amen? And the last passage I'm going to read, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living. I'm going to read this passage in one, and then one verse. This is 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. We've read these in the last few weeks. But I want to read this out of the New Living Translation again, starting with verse 9. <clears throat> and it says, That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. So you're never going to know what God has prepared for you based on how you think with an unrenewed mind, how you view things, how you hear things, how you feel things. Seeing Hearing, feeling, will never reveal to you God's plan, what He's done for you already, unless you're renewing your mind. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought, 
thoughts, another person's thought, except that the person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. Everybody say, I've received God's spirit. You and I have received the Spirit of God. If you're born again today, you have received the Spirit of God. If you're not born again today, no better time like right now to get born again. No better time. No better time than today to get born again. Amen? And I'll just say this. You, you, don't, you get born again and you truly get born again, you're born again. You don't get born again again. But you can rededicate your commitment to being born again. And there are times, probably three times in my 45 years of salvation, where I've rededicated my commitment to my born-again life. And it's always been in a message that challenged me to my very core. Think about that by the end of the service, which is almost there. And we've received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. You know what I found out from His Word? You know what He's given me? He's given me a joy that is unconditional. All hell can be breaking loose, and I can have joy because of the joy. I can have peace because He gave me His peace. When all, pe- when, when, when all hell's breaking loose and there's like no apparent peace in the natural, man, I can draw from peace from in here. You know why? Because he reminds me from Scripture, there's, this, there's an answer in Scripture for everything that you face, but, but, but you're not smart enough to figure the Scripture out. So you've got to have Holy Spirit revealing things to you when you need them in the moment. And when he reveals something to you that is so, those things cannot overtake you. And he said, we've received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. Peace and joy, healing and health, prosperity and deliverance. He's given us everything. But it's the Holy Spirit that reveals that to you and I so that we can receive what He's done. In most situations... People don't know how to receive. And the reason we don't know how to receive is because we don't know how to hear his voice because we don't develop it. Now watch. Here's the last part of this. When we tell you these things, we do not use Paul saying this to the church at Corinth. I'm saying this to you today. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. One of the reasons that in this body we teach the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, the reason we teach it is because, well, because the Bible tells you that it's so, that it's a separate experience. Not a different spirit, separate experience. But one of the main reasons is because of that right there. 
to know everything that God has done for you, it takes developing a life of hearing what God is revealing to you as you're praying in other tongues. When you pray in the Spirit, these spiritual words he's talking about, 1 Corinthians 14, this is for another time where you can go hear our series that we do every year on the Spirit of God. It'd be, I'd encourage you to go listen to the whole series. Sometimes it's eight or ten uh, messages, but it's online. Go listen to that. But, <clears throat> but praying in the Spirit, uh, for, uh, I was saying 1 Corinthians 14 says, you'll pray in the Spirit and then you'll pray with the understanding. And in 45 years of salvation, today, I can tell you how thankful and blessed I am because I believe that. I believe when I'm experiencing something that I don't have an answer for, that I can pray in the Spirit, and because I've re- I have and continue and will continue till Jesus returns to renew my mind, the Holy Spirit has something to reveal to me. He has something to show me. So when I begin to pray in the Spirit, then I begin to get words from His Word that bring answers to me about whatever it is that I'm facing. See, you go back to what we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The things you see are temporary. But the unseen things, the etern- in, in internal things, are forever. And they produce life. I mean, one of the things that the Holy Spirit said He would do is He would reveal to us things to come. So you're talking about the one that knows everything about everything. I'm talking about the one that knows everything better than everybody on planet Earth or ever will live or ever has lived. We're talking about somebody that created it all, that was there in the beginning. He was actually there before the beginning. There was a board meeting before Adam and Eve. Father, Word, and Holy Spirit were were there, and they decided what would happen, and they picked your life out and destined you before the foundation of the world. Your life was already planned before the foundation. Thing is, we have to tap into that plan. If you live your life moved by this and moved by this, and move by what you feel all your life. You'll never tap into the plan that God had planned for you before the foundation of the world because He reveals them to us not by natural words, but by spiritual words. And the spiritual words, as you begin to pray in the Spirit with spiritual words, then they give you natural words because what good is it if you pray in the Spirit and you have no understanding? It's no good. It's not going to help you at all. If, uh, if somebody, what's a good example? I'm trying to find somebody. I don't see anybody. Oh, there's Randy. I always pick on Randy. There's Isabel in the back. So if, uh, Isabel speaks Spanish. I'm looking for somebody to speak Spanish. So, uh, you know, I grew up with choppy Spanish, Right? I knew all the cuss words, you know, early on before I was born again, <clears throat> and, and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I, I can pick up this word and that word. But if somebody's in here fluent Spanish and they're talking to me, uh, I need an interpretation. 
So if I'm standing here and Isabel's here, well, I don't need you, Isabel. Just, just stand over there. No, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I think he said, no, no. And she's over there going, if you'll just let me. That's the way the Holy Spirit feels. Just, just, just let me. I know everything. I know the interpretation. I know exactly what he's saying. I'll, I'll share it. The way Isabel could do that in Spanish, with Spanish, Holy Spirit does that with natural versus spiritual words. Why do our bodies, why do we find ourselves, as Paul said, I find myself doing things I wish I wouldn't do? Why? Not connected to the things of the Spirit. And all of us have done it, are doing it, <laughs> we'll do something stupid again, right? So don't be judging the next person about what they do, how they do, whatever. You deal with yourself. Because when you're walking in that humility and the fear of God like he talked about right there, and, and riches and honor and long life are just all over you because of your humility, not because you're bragging about it, but because of your humility, it'll ooze out of your pores and get on everybody else. It'll ooze out of you. That's the way God made it. Remember at the end of the day, no matter what success you have, it's because of what he did. No matter how well things go in your life, it's because of what he did. When somebody tells me, you know, well, you know, I prayed and this person got saved and it was just because of my prayer. <laughs> was it? It was because of what Jesus did. You prayed. But man, if we're looking at it from that slant like it's all about me, man, it's off. And the Holy Spirit will straighten you out. Until you start hearing from him, you won't straighten out with that. You'll start thinking it's you. Oh, man, when you get like that, I know, I've, I've been there. And you're so competitive with everybody. You, you want to get, you're all walking around like, you know, you're God's blessing to the earth and all this kind of thing, you know. And if people could just think like me. First eight or ten years, that's who I thought I was Till I hit a brick wall. And God said, I don't even need you. <laughs> if, it's, if it's working through you, it's because I blessed you to do that because you've been willing to do what needs to be done. But at the end of the day, man, it's what he did. But I'm telling you, you and I can be the person that I'm going to read about to you in Numbers 14 and verse 24, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, and I'm going to end with this. This isn't my third ending either. He said my, you know the story, the whole story behind it, and the spies. and <clears throat> God told <clears throat> the 12 spies to go and check out the land that he had already given them. Spies came back like God had told them, go check out the land and see if you can take it, except for Joshua and Caleb. It was something about Joshua and Caleb that was different. I'm telling you, <clears throat> in the last 45 years of my born-again life, this is my pursuit right here on planet Earth. Just what he says about Caleb in the 24th verse of Numbers 14. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, 
and has followed me fully. That's the difference. I will bring him into the land which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. When I got saved, nobody was saved in my family. Today, everybody's saved on purpose. Well, Pastor, it was because you prayed for him. No, I didn't. No, I gave up on half of them. <laughs> and in spite of me, they got saved. I prayed for them for a long time, but, you know, I, was, it, you know, I, I endured a long time praying for them. And I can't keep doing that. Then I learned, I learned, no, I'll never do that again. That's why I pray for so many people today and will never stop. Because we need prayer. I need prayer. You need prayer. We need prayer. We need the Holy Ghost. But in the 45 years that I've been saved, over the last few years, this verse of Scripture has become something to me. And I've seen myself in Caleb. He said, the Scripture says something like he was stronger at 85 than he was at 45. I feel stronger today in so many different ways even in my physical body, because, you know, the Word will quicken your body. I feel stronger today than, 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 I ha- than I did when I was in my early 40s. And the reason is, is because I don't take the care of things. I'm able to be in, in a situation, and, you know, me just saying this, you know the enemy will come after you to try to, to, try to stir something up with you and make it look like you really don't do that right? That's, that's, that's what the enemy does. But today, when I face something, I'm able, I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't do that. Don't overreact. The other day, I overreacted in a situation. And, and, and it's like the Holy Spirit can talk to you a certain way when you grow up. And he said, that was, you know, it was like I heard him say, that was really stupid. You know better than that. You know better than that. Why would you do that? I feel like those kind of situations are few and far between today, but they won't be few and far between if I back off and, well, I got it down now. No, 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 not even. But what I've learned to do, I see a situation, there it is, I take a step back, maybe two, maybe three. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Uh, do you have time to do it? I, I, don't, I don't not have time to do that. And when I do it, it always produces. Always. If I don't do it, it doesn't produce. He doesn't come on me and overtake me. I mean, thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. You and I would be dead without His mercy and grace. He can do whatever He wants to do. I'm just saying the way He set it up, usually it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, and you just know it was the grace of God because it wasn't a jack that I did. But the more you grow, it's almost like the more you feel like the mercy and grace are not as strong working on your behalf because you know better. I don't need to live in cleanup mode all my life. I can do what's right. That pleases God more than anything. Righteousness better than sacrifice. Doing what's right every day more than anything else.
I'm so grateful for him, for his word, for his truth. And I believe that over each and every one of you today. That you can hear his voice, you know his voice, and you learn every day to do what he says. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.